This is the 18th season of Bass Talk Live. With your host, Matt Pangrad. BTL is brought to you by Lorance, Bass Cat Boats, AFCO, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, and Pro Guide Batteries. BTL, coming at ya! Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, the last BTL before the Thanksgiving break. Tried to squeeze a couple of extra shows in this week. Originally was going to take the week off, but then Ben Milliken made his announcement last week that he was fishing all nine opens. I got a little bit of a little bit of an inside scoop there. Uh, if you listen to BTL last week, you know that Ken Duke uh, took the under on 75 guys finishing all nine of the Bassmaster Opens. I don't think I'll get in trouble if I say this now. I know I won't get in trouble because I'd ask if I get in trouble, and I said I wouldn't get in trouble. There's over 175 guys signed up for all nine opens, folks. Over 175 that are in for the EQs in 2019. Oh, and it is that time of the year when school is not in session. I probably need to crank up the rock music for this. Come on, move the camera there. You just walked into the studio. I didn't know if this was this was going to happen, but it is. got to go with the hardest of the four. There it is right there. Oh, my gosh. This is not a mark after dark. You're going to lose the connectivity for the camera mark. If that stays, it's a miracle. Sit down. Do you have audio? Yeah, I can barely hear the music. You can bear, yeah, that's because I don't blow everyone's ears out with uh, the music. It's kind of a hey, new thing. I have a dentist appointment this morning. I know. So. You're only on for five minutes. <laughs> I, just, uh, I did mention. Happy I didn't know, Thanksgiving. Happy man. Thanksgiving to you, okay. too. I didn't know if you'd be able to, to make it, but I saw your truck in the driveway when yeah. I came into the studio. The last month in the studio, this actually, the studio is going to be converted into a, are you doing a bowling podcast or what are you no, doing? No, no, no. The boat is going to be right here where we're sitting. And then all the equipment is actually being moved into the office to where if I need to record any studio stuff or whatever for the uh, media part of what I'm doing, I can do it in there. Okay. And then kids are going to come in here and they're going to learn how to drill bowling balls. Oh, that sounds thrilling and exciting. <laughs> uh, look at this. Uh, so so this is your thanks- your last kind of Thanksgiving break as the basketball coach, right? Uh, yeah, and we just got the football players yesterday. So yesterday was the first practice with our full team. Uh, our point guard, he's injured probably, I don't know, two, three weeks, turned his ankle. There's a picture, and I don't show it. That's what the room looks like right now. It's completely vacant. That's where the studio's going. So what I was thinking yeah, we was. we need foil. We need to put on well, the foil. No. So that window, though, if I do the foil and I do the back wall with that. It'll look good. And then keep it, and then I'm going to keep some of the elements, like I can keep the cage, right? Yeah, you got the the truss. The truss, that's yeah. what it is. Yes. How about the lights? Do I have to buy my own lights? No, you can keep those. I can keep the lights, too. I think so. I don't think I'm going to need those. All right. So What are you been up to? No, listen, I just want to... You literally to... have like three minutes before I know, you have to leave. Because I'm getting my teeth cleaned this morning. Huh. So I have to go to the dentist. Are those all real? No. 
Which ones are fake? The front teeth. Oh, you have front fake teeth too? Yeah, you remember I, I got them knocked out riding my bike when I was like I, no, I don't remember 12 that. years old. I told Why that story I years that? ago. I oh. told that story. Oh, okay. Fell down on my bike. I was doing tricks. Was it around the, uh, Christmas? No. No. I just wondered no. if you could actually <laughs> wanted your two front teeth for Christmas. No, no, no. Real quick, though, I, I want to wish everybody a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving as we gear up to the holiday season and uh, putting up the Christmas lights tomorrow. You're not doing it, are you? Not outside. No, that's no, you're past inside. that age. Yeah. You should not be putting no, out lights. I'm not, I'm lights, not getting on the ladder the or anything. Ladder. No, no, no. Uh, just inside. And then uh, getting ready, we open the season a week from Friday at Noble, and it's going to be a mess. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, okay, so I've mentioned it before. I talked about it with Frank, and I've talked about it on the shows. I'm not sure I fully understand what's going on, so that was one of the reasons why I wanted you in. There's a big, okay. there's a big red deal on Basszone.com. Yeah, I, thought, I thought that you had, like, a crazy recruiting budget. but this, I do. Okay. I do, but this is just uh, to try and keep up with some of the other programs when your program's starting out, and I thought, all right, Here's kind of a cool way to where if somebody wants to get a tax-deductible donation, they can do this. And in the, in the process, I'm going to give them to Lawrence HDS Live 12s. I don't know if our guest today will like that because he's in the business of selling well, HDS. You know, Lawrence if he, if, Live you know what 12s. you know what John could do? He could donate. He could donate. <laughs> A tax yeah. deductible. Because John doesn't have any upcoming expenses <laughs> in 2023. He's just swimming in the cash. The Elite He's, Series, you make the Elite Series, they just throw cash at you, right? He, he, he needs a deduction. But no, anyway, here's how it works. If you want to make a tax deductible pro, uh, uh, donation to the program, all right, it's got to be, I'm at least trying to get five grand out of it. Okay. Five grand is the minimum. So if you make a five grand donation, you're going to get two units. So if you want to, you can make a five grand donation, get the tax write off for five. But what grand. if someone makes five thousand one hundred? Then you're not on the hook for the five. No, grand. You're, okay. it's the highest, highest, highest bid. Uh, what? It's like a hybrid silent auction that only Kinda. you could do and make complicated. <laughs> I. It's really easy. If okay. you want to make a donation, okay, and it's over five thousand bucks, then I put the highest donation on the website. Now, if you notice on the link. The highest donation so far is 0.0. It's Blutowski. And I'm hoping that it's because Blutowski. What is that? Didn't you ever see Animal House? No. His GPA? I'm sorry, I wasn't in a fraternity like that. His GPA was (laughs) 0.0. Okay, I got you. Anyway, if anybody's seen Animal House, you will get that. Uh, But right now, I, I have, this is the cool part. I have received donations from people that have just given 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Fantastic. So, you know, they didn't want to make the jump where they get two Lawrence units. They just uh, felt like, all right, here, yeah, I'll help Mark and his team out. Head coach of the uh, of the what, new expansion? No, S- it's, it's a, a new, brand new program. Brand new program, SNU yeah. bowling, uh, top-level bowling. I mean, you'll be bowling against all the, Here's all the, good the news. Wichita State and to where OSU I'm, and all that. Listen to where I'm going. I am going to Kenosha, Wisconsin. You ever yeah. been there? I'm sure I've been through there. Milwaukee? Yeah. I'm actually flying yeah. into Milwaukee, yeah, all right, time in to, Milwaukee sign, day. to sign one of the top players in the nation in this program. Really? Yeah, press conference, everything. Not press conference. We're just. I. I felt that it was. Uh, 
extremely necessary to uh, make sure that this player uh, receives all of the uh, notoriety that he deserves. Men's and women's team, too, though. Men's and women's team. you got 10 minutes till you're supposed to be at the dentist. I know. I'm good. It's seven minutes away. Okay. Okay. you got three minutes. It is a – it's just – it's an incredible thing for me in this program to land this caliber of player who is uh, one of the top-ranked players nationally. So uh, I'm very excited. His family is awesome. Uh, Mom and dad could not meet a better pair of parents that are involved in this. Are they watching BTL right now? No. Okay. I just was wondering. You're going awful hard on the recruiting trail right now. No, 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 no. So, uh, yeah, I'm heading to Kenosha, Wisconsin for three days uh, on December 17th. So here's the scoop, folks. If you want to make a donation to this program, uh, look, I, I said on Mark After Dark, I will keep a ledger on all the expense that goes toward these kids in this program to make sure that everybody understands that 100% of your donation is going to go to this program. Heck, I've even put some of my money in. Okay? That's nice. I already have a very nice donation from somebody in the industry of $10,000. Wow. Which is really, really cool, which is really going to help. So, uh, but they don't I, want the units. Do what? They don't want the units. Didn't want the units. They're like, here, man. You know who it is? It is an SNU alum that I had no idea that is involved in the fishing industry. Well, that's fantastic. Speaking of the fishing industry, yes. can I ask you one fishing question before you get out <laughs> I of here? I may not have an answer, but oh, yeah. Oh, trust me, you'll have an answer. Okay. Uh, I did clear that it's okay to say. What? 175 signed up for all nine of the Bassmaster Opens in 2023, the EQ the elite qualifiers. Now that being yeah. said, the the payout structure has not been released yet. So that means you have a hundred, at least one hundred seventy five guys with a seventy two hundred dollar entry fee and guaranteed uh, and sixteen two yeah. for all nine. Yeah. And for all we know, Bass will come out and say, "Hey, uh, we'll give you an HDS live to win, and everyone else nothing." I mean, <laughs> there there's nothing they legally could do that. Now I don't think that obviously they're not going to do that. I'm sure no, they'll come out happen. with it. No. That being said. No. Does that surprise you? It that does. It, the current it time really does. and trend that over 175 are, are, are willing to go the open route in 2023? It does. It really surprises me. I had no idea what the number is. Uh, but in this challenging economic uh, really environment that everybody in this, this country is dealing with, uh, from inflation, from uh, the labor situation, from everything else that's taking place, from a money standpoint, for 175 guys to step up and say, "Hey, man, I'm going to spend what is it? 40 grand? Is uh, that what it is? It depends on how you do it and where you're from. I 30 would say to 30, 40 grand. 30 to 40 grand, 100 percent to fish okay. all nine to actually do it. I mean, that's quite quite the uh, financial commitment. So, uh, not surprised though. 175 it, guys, man, that's a lot. Is that uh, is that talking about the strength of? of Bassmaster and the EQs, <laughs> oh, no. or is that a sign of the I don't know I- issues that might be occurring across the board in the other leagues? I don't know. Because that's a big question, right? I don't, I don't know. That's I, a valid question. It is, is a it valid not? question, but I mean, like anything that I ever said on this show for a number of years, I wouldn't make a comment about that until I really kind of dove in and found out some facts and really kind of figured out what's going on. I find it quite interesting that 175 guys are willing to step up and make the financial commitment to be able to do that. Now, how it's all going to play out, 
Uh, here's something that you should do, Matt, because obviously you're going to be around five years from now. You should look at the I list. So. You should look at the list of the 175 guys this year. Take it, put it in a drawer, leave it there. Five years from now, go back to that list and see how many guys, number one, have made the Elite Series. Number two, are still involved in fishing at that level or higher. And number three, how many are totally long gone. Do that. Will you do that for me? Uh, sure. I Do you not think that that would be a very interesting kind of tagline yeah, on, absolutely. on, on you seeing know, we, how many guys? Every time we do, do a studio clean out, you come across the 2006 Bassmaster Media Guide that has the what, 108 yeah. Elite Series guys that started in 2006. And it's, it's amazing how many are still around, but yeah. also amazing how many... Yeah, no longer around. take the list, put it in the drawer, uh, and then take a look five years Clay from now. Clay says how many guys 165 of those guys are going to be unsatisfied. That is not true. There will be <laughs> okay because so that's ten. So then take the nine. So there's a hundred and uh, yeah, 165. Yeah, but you're also going to have guys who win that don't make it. Hey, right? could they make a commercial? What's in your wallet? Might oh, be a good theme for those guys. Nothing. Because, uh, well, no, they'll, they'll have a lot of credit cards on that trip. Uh, yeah. But seeing the guys, how many stay around from five years from now will be good. Look, you're, I'm going to get out of here. You're but, late. I know. But listen, listen, I greatly appreciate everybody so far that has made a donation to this team. Hopefully everybody understands. Look, you make a donation, $5,000 or more, the highest the highest committed donation will receive two brand yes. new Lawrence HDS twelves. Clay, Clay one hundred fifty five will be unsatisfied. So for a while there, <laughs> for a while there, just based on some of Clay's comments, I thought it might have been you moonlighting under the alias of Clay with I just never, some of your no. some of your comments that came across. Just always a little bit skeptical yeah. of things. Yeah, but now that you're here and I see it, you're clearly it's not. not. It's not. No. It's clearly not you. There's no ghosting. No ghosting. All right, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, Mark After Dark will not make a return until Okay, when it sometime. does, though, I did have a couple requests. Actually, yeah. uh, real quick, real cool story. One of the listeners of BTL listens to all the shows, fishes up in Wisconsin. His name's Bo Nishimura. Mm -hmm. I played hockey with him in Cincinnati in 2003. He was a defenseman. Okay. Kind of lost contact. Actually, I had like a sprained ankle. I was trying to get back in the lineup. He was like the number six defenseman, was trying to get back in the lineup. Okay. My first practice fight, Bo and I dropped the mitts in the corner <laughs> to try to show the coach that we wanted to get back, you know, that we yeah. wanted to be in the lineup. And he yeah. called everyone together and said, these two guys, they showed the grit, the determination, coming off an injury, trying to get his way in the lineup, did it during practice. Putting on the foil. Put us both in the lineup for the rest of the season yeah uh anyway long story short he got back into fishing found btl was listening to it and was like holy cow i played with this kid like 15 <laughs> years ago that's cool uh that's I don't good know where i was going with that i don't know but that's good but anyway happy thanksgiving hey, everybody i'm out of here i gotta okay, get to the dentist. uh we're gonna run a quick commercial i'm gonna see if jeffers can get the camera back when we come back john soak up from the bass tank headquarters it is tuesday before thanksgiving on BTL will be back right after this. Your key to better fishing this season is Elite FS, now available at a new lower price. Get Elite FS9 today for $9.99, and we'll throw in a CMAP reveal chart, our premium mapping solution for free. Elite FS works with all state-of-the-art Lorenz sonar, from chirp, side-scan, and down-scan imaging with fish reveal to high-resolution active target live sonar. Elite FS9 and CMAP Reveal. Offer ends August 31st.
The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised, and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry leading design coupled with tournament winning performance. The Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the rush. Hey guys, Gerald Swindle representing the AFCO Hydronaut. This is the jacket I love wearing when times is tough, and I'm talking about the weather, not the fishing. The jacket, what I like, I got a double cup right here. I can seal up the bottom of my jacket, because when you're fishing, you're holding your arms up, you're bad about getting water, it runs downhill. Everything bends good, I'm long arm. Look, it fits very comfortable. My arms are flexible. I've got the speed hood on, pouring down rain. I can get everything zipped up. One thing they did is they made plenty of pocket space. If you ain't got enough pockets in a Hydronaut rain suit, you just got too much stuff from the water member brain that's 30k baby 30 times the reason you ain't gonna get wet super warm if it's cold in the winter time you put on your hydronaut you're gonna be a much more comfortable person if you want to just look sexy at dairy queen wear your hydronaut we got it from small to 5x most rain gear does not come in that many sizes you got waist adjusting strap we can make it fit you no matter what the environment is we want you to be comfortable we want you to be dry you gotta check it out it ain't gonna let you down the kvd 100 jerkbait 15 different colors, a perfect combination of roll, wiggle, and flash. Increased castability, 3D eyes, premium black nickel hooks, KVD, tie one on, striking lures. Elite Series Pro, Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different and really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.exonlures.com and check them out for yourself. All right, welcome back. BTL on a Tuesday. A little, little surprise visit there from the man, Mark Jeffries. And I totally remember during the break where I was going from. Anyway, Bo sent me a message and said, dude, can we get the Mark After Dark episodes on iTunes? So I got wrapped up in reminiscing of the days of old. And then uh, so that was where that was going for. Also, before we bring John in, a couple of, couple of quick uh, news and notes since we won't be back until after Thanksgiving. Uh, U.S. Open announced that they are back on Lake Mojave. Uh, so Lake Mead not on the schedule next year. 2023 U.S. Open on Lake Mojave, October 16th through 18th. Uh, I haven't looked at the schedule, but I think that Josh Bertrand will probably be defending his belt there. Also, uh, 
working on closing in on a design for day four's loaded to the cork t-shirt that will be available before uh thanksgiving uh frank uh got the designs from ats printing they do a great job of bringing the stuff down they do a ton of stuff for the industry and beyond uh it's it's going to be like print it as you order it so there won't be a waiting period and then frank's kind of putting his touch on it we're going to go back then we'll open the store back up uh before that uh also uh just wanted to make a note if you are looking to uh add batteries to your vessel for the upcoming season you got a new boat you're looking to, to put some new batteries in uh matt looney from pro guide called and he's like dude like we run the commercial and stuff you do realize there is a btl discount code and i was like yeah uh, i'm not very good at discount codes and mentioning it but it is just btl i think it's 10 percent off or more i don't know but if you're interested in that, you can either shoot me a message or just use BTL at ProGuyBatteries.com. Someone who probably has a lot of Black Friday specials and has a lot of stuff on their plate uh, would be none other than John Sokup, who is joining us from the Bass Tank headquarters, which is like the new Bass Tank headquarters adjacent to the current Bass Tank headquarters, <laughs> which is why all the trophies aren't in the background yet, as we described last time. What's up, John? Hey. Yeah. I don't know if I'll put the trophies in here. No, you're going to keep it in the entryway? Yeah, I kind of like letting people see them and reminiscing a little bit on that. But kind of like uh, I kind of have some new trophies in mind here, you know, oh, elite series trophies, blue trophies. I go back and forth on that. So, like, I remember we done and FLW did some stuff. I think we're like, uh, was it uh, Hawks trophy or one of the trophies like the guy kept it like just in a closet. And then you have other guys who have like whole trophy rooms and some guys who are like, you're only as good as your last tournament. So they don't put the trophies up. And other guys who are like, wins are so rare in this that you have to celebrate it and remind yourself that you have the talent to get the job done. It's kind of weird how different guys look at that differently. I'm a guy like if I make the state team, that plaques on the wall. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I like to celebrate them. I think they're good memories. It is. It adds a little bit of confidence when you walk in because you've had like if you have a couple of down derbies or something, you walk in and you're like, dude, I remember like crazy stuff happened in the last hour. Like it can happen. It did happen. Right. So what's up? I mean, you've got to be swamped. You got the Elite Series coming up. You got a bunch of stuff going on at the Bass Tank. You got a a ton of stuff on your plate right now. Right. I mean, you seem fairly calm, collected, cool and together right now. Yeah, that's about the only way to make it through <laughs> when you got so much on your plate. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's that time of year. Uh, it's not, I don't know, the off season is just preparation for business. I mean, I get back. Unfortunately, this last season lasted all the way through November for me. So I've really only been back at the office for two weeks. And now next year, it's going to be really nice into the season in August. And I, I counted six months next year where I won't have to compete in a tournament and I'll be able to focus on family, business, holidays, things of that nature. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really relaxed going into next year. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize the rigorous schedule uh, on the water that you had this year between all of the NPFLs and the nine uh, Bassmaster opens Uh, nine, what, six, six MPFLs or five? Yeah, six. Six, Six nine, six. So that's 15 major events. And this year's schedule was absolutely ridiculous with the Opens with as many West Coast. So for the last two months, you've literally been going East Coast home, East Coast home, East Coast home, East Coast home, East Coast home. Like that's literally what your schedule was for September and October, wasn't it? Yeah, and into November, September, October, yeah. November. I think I had seven events in a row 
where I'm pretty sure it was seven. It might've been eight where, you know, we're fish for a week, but you got your travel day in there. So I'd make it home and I'd be home for literally four days and then back on the road. And I did that seven, seven times in a row. So it just, it kind of gets my truck. I got home. I parked the truck. It's the first time I've drove my truck since then. I haven't touched it. It's still, it's still chaos. You know I mean? As far as tackle everywhere from front to back. You're not a hunter either though, are you? You I I like to, I like to hunt a little bit, but I, I, I can't, I can't put all my effort into it. Like I would like, uh, so I, I spend my time fishing. Now my boy loves to hunt, so I make sure we get a couple of good hunts in for him so he can shoot a deer. John? Too. John hunts? Yeah, yeah. Junior? He loves to hunt. Yeah, he's yeah. one guy you don't ever have to worry about talking too much in the woods. <laughs> no. <laughs> he will, he we talked about it on the show. He'll catch a five-pounder behind <laughs> you, and the only reason you'll know it is because you'll hear the splash as he releases it. Yeah, yeah he's quiet. <laughs> He's been a sniper though. Ever since he, I had him shooting a rifle. Probably, I don't know if he was four years old, but he was young, and and he would just pluck out the turtles in our pond. And uh, so he's a good shot. He's never, I've never seen him miss. He actually, he's got that temperament to actually be a real sniper. You know, he's calm, accurate. He's pretty deadly. So yeah, I like. I, he loves to shoot. Huh. All right. Last time we had you on, we had Brad Hallman in studio. You're still kind of coming off of the high of qualifying for the Elite Series. I think it was the first time you'd been referred to as Elite Series Pro, John Sokup. Uh, you've had some time for that to kind of sink in now. Uh, the reality is there. You know that in less than three months, you're kicking things off uh, with the 104 anglers on the Elite Series. Real quick before I get into that, they did announce four days ago, four anglers retire. Uh Dice K. Aoki, Jay Yellis, Jesse Takarante, and Chad Morgenthaler. There were also two medical exemptions that return for this year, so that means that no one gets cut from the Elite Series. So I believe that that gets uh, uh, the two that were going to kind of be on the chopping block or right there on that kind of line where they weren't sure. Uh, Gary Klaus and uh, uh, Daryl Gleason back on the elite series then they add the nine bassmaster open qualifiers from this year three from each division three from the overall you made it in the overall and then they also added will davis jr the bass nation champion representative so that's how they come up with the 104 anyway that press release comes out and you're on it i mean it's real man. yeah yeah that's pretty cool i think i don't know if you forgot larry nixon or not on there yeah larry uh, nixon was, came back with the yeah. legends yeah, with the legend exemptions. Uh, yeah, I was texting somebody last night. It'd be kind of cool if, uh, you know, at takeoff one day, I've got Rick Clunn in front of me, sandwiched in between Larry Nixon behind me. That would be uh, that, that would be a part of bass fishing history for me, you know what I mean? And there's a chance that it happens. So that's, and then you go to cool. your first spot and Fritz is sitting on it. Yeah, Fritz is sitting on it. <laughs> but, I mean, has it's it crazy, sunk in? It's crazy to think about this. Uh, you know, Matt, you know me – I'm sometimes all business, man. So it's like, I feel like a feeling of, of self-accomplishment, but I feel like I've worked hard to earn the right to work harder. That's what I, that's how I feel. So, uh, yeah, I think it's settled in, but you know, I I don't, I'm going to take it serious, man. I mean, like I, I got all my screens up, I'm working, doing everything I'm doing for all the businesses, but you know, a few minutes in the day, maybe every hour, I'm also working on something 
uh, pertaining to next season, you know, whether it's getting my new truck in, you know, I got to schedule new wraps, at, see if I'm going to add any sponsors, if that's going to happen, you know, the new jerseys, all, all that stuff, putting my the parts and pieces to the for the for the new boat to get together, you know, you got to coordinate with all the different groups on that side of things. Uh, and then shoot, meanwhile, uh, I'm doing the same thing for other pro staff here, you know, coordinating, putting their boats together here at the, at the shop. So, um, I've, I've got a schedule constantly in front of me with a budget and, you know, spreadsheeted out. And then, you know, I've got my off limits days set up and, you know, playing with dates to see if there's any chance that I'm going to be able to go pre-fish or scout, I guess you would say. Uh, any of these bodies of water. I don't think I've been, I've never been on any of these uh, bodies of water that we're fishing next year. I'm looking through. You've never I been sem- on any of them? Mm-mm. No. I've semi been on St. Clair because we went to Erie last year, but I didn't, I didn't make it up to St. Clair, you know? Uh, so you could connect the waterways, but not I've never been. And people will ask me about that, but you know, this year with the MPFL and the opens, those 15 events, I'd before the season started, I'd only been to one of those lakes. And that was, I'd been to Sam Rayburn in the fall. So now by the time the season ended, I'd been to uh, Hartwell twice and I'd been to Toho t- twice between the NPFL and Opens. They kind of mm-hmm. overlapped each other on that. And, you know, for the most part in the Open, NPFL, we only had three days of practice. And then the Opens, uh, I really only gave myself three days of practice. Uh, some of that wasn't intended. I only got a couple days of practice sometimes coming from one event straight to the other. And until the end of the season, the last couple of events, I gave myself almost four or five days on, on a couple of those events. Um, so for the most part, I'm kind of prepared for that. You know, I, people would ask me about that. And I, I really felt like in my heart that if I was meant to make the elites, then I needed to practice like I was fishing the elites. And so that's kind of, you know, what I did to prepare myself for that. Okay. I mentioned this on the show, uh, last week, we were kind of talking about my situation of you know having you and, and Bradley in the house who both made the elite series and I made a comment and I didn't mean it in a negative way but I said at times you're not pleasant to room with and that's mainly during practice and I said that almost as a compliment you, you've been visiting with my wife no I <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there but because you get so and I've talked with Brad about it too where I'm like man I think I'm pissing John off and he's like no that's just him right now you get in this deal where you are one track mind incredibly focused you have a goal that you want to accomplish and if something's a little bit off i mean you you uh you fixate on it i feel like in your mind like it uh, you try to block out as much on the outside fair statement yeah like it bugs you bad if it's not going as planned yeah i get a little angry uh, okay, so you do the three days of practice. I would be curious now, you're through the Opens and stuff. How do you break down your practice as a whole? Do you do the same thing in all of the all of the places that you go to? There are so many of the new Opens. You'll have two and a half days of practice on the Elite Series here. Like, What is your practice strategy when you go into all these lakes that you haven't been to before as far as day one, day two, and then the final day? It, it depends on if I've been able to kind of scout the lake. Um, sometimes I'll drive the lake, you know, before off limits and just kind of from the upper end, lower end, check out watercolor, you know, anything that I can designate or denote, you know, about the water be, before being able to put the boat on the water. If I've drove the lake, like if I pre-scouted it, somehow put the boat in, you know, a month ahead of time, then I will not fish. I'll just run the whole lake and I'll, I'll make notes of, you know, 
everything that I can think of from cover to structure to watercolor to water temperature to anything of that nature. Um, and that will determine a little bit of where I start. But for the most part, um, my first day practice usually consisted of me trying to get around um, keepers. I try to put myself in a position where I feel comfortable catching keepers. I don't really care what it is. I'll bounce around quite a bit. Um, I won't usually run all over the lake. Um, as far as like, there's three different arms. I'm not going to, you're not going to see me in every single arm unless I'm catching them. And then I'll start looking. Uh, and then I start narrowing it down from there, uh, to start eliminating different, um, day two and day three practice usually are elimination days where I'm trying to eliminate, um, other options that are in my head and trying to narrow down to catching, you know, bigger fish at that point. That's a, br a brief synopsis of kind of how I focus on it. So for instance, if I know that there's a lake where it's, it's historically known that fish will school and they may only be two pounders, uh, and you're not going to win your tournament there. I'm going to go find those two pounders first. And mm -hmm. then I, then, then I have peace of mind and then I'll break off from there. Um, if there's times where I already know where those fish are at, I already feel really confident in them. I mean, finding them may just be a matter of graphing over them and seeing them. It may not be casting at them. And then for there, I'm going to go to the things in my mind that are eliminating and eliminating things. A lot of times means, you know, making the furthest run that you can possibly make. Uh, I'll get all that stuff kind of in or out of my head and, you know, start trying to take that big picture and, and, you know, bring it in tighter. I'm trying to think. So you're in a unique situation going into the Elite Series because you had such a great season on the inaugural MPFL. You won back-to-back -back events. So you're competing for the Angler of the Year, all sorts of different stuff. You you signed a bunch of deals, deals, so to speak. You had a lot of sponsor interest prior to making the elite series so it's not like you're a uh, just a guy who had only you know fished the opens you had hundred thousand dollars of wins prior to that i'm curious uh and this is a question we always ask the incoming how is the sponsor game was the phone ringing off the hook is it solidifying current sponsors and then as a sponsor yourself how much stock then i mean i would assume you're running a bass tank rap next year yeah i mean i wouldn't be able to do anything i'm doing it wouldn't even be a dream to fish it wouldn't even be one, nothing would be feasible without the Bass Tank. So the Bass Tank's my title sponsor and everything I do is to help promote that business. Mm -hmm. um, it's not only for my future, my kids' future, but it's also for the guys that work with me and they give up all their time and effort and, you know, to pay their bills and go home and put food on their kids' table. Uh, I'm not going to go out there and promote some other brand or company above, above the Bass Tank. It, it just can't happen. But, it, it becomes a trade-off because, you know, the Bass Tank has good marketing, good branding. We've got people behind uh, constantly on a daily basis. That's their job is to is to is to market the company. Well, uh, partners that have partnered with my fishing, my individual fishing, they get to reap, reap that benefit too because you know my boat and stuff is. I'm in a lot of the marketing and advertising and things like that. So, um, as far as new sponsors, I've only really been in uh, conversations with a couple. Uh, companies that were, you know, they're kind of a need and they're, and they're something that I would like to work with. Uh, you're right. I've, I've, I've really kind of just checked back with my, most of my sponsors and just kind of, we just got the verbal thumbs up that we're all good and moving forward the same. Um, I mean, here's the truth of the matter. I kind of joke about it, but it is true. Now I don't mean it in a bad way at all, but I, I, I think Saturday or Friday night, I got the verbal 
that I, you know, that I qualified. And by Tuesday, the next week, I mean, I'm getting an email for deposits. And by yeah. Thursday, I get the congratulations email. <laughs> so that's, if you're not together, the way that it's worked out for me, I feel like is the best possible way uh, to, to kind of have a little bit slower build and have built those relationships, have built those sponsorship foundation to where when I qualify, I mean, people would ask me throughout the season, what are you going to do? I'm like, it's, it's a no brainer. I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm in like, there's, I don't have to make a phone call. I don't have to ask. I don't have to try to stir up any more money. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, I did press pretty hard over the last three years, I'd say to grow that, uh, those relationships. And, you know, I was still learning, so I've made some mistakes during, during that process. Uh, but, uh, I think that, I think you and I have talked about this, Matt, a lot of times as a fisherman, you see your value before other people see your value. Cause you know, what's inside of you, you know, what's burning, you know, you're like, just give me an opportunity. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to Michael Jordan this thing in the last second. And, and so, uh, I had a lot of belief in myself. I didn't feel like I was going to fail. I felt like this was meant to be that I'd be on the elites. And, uh, in hindsight, that's seems pretty arrogant, but that's just what I have built in me. And I felt that way for a long time. So when it finally did happen, um, I also don't want to go and make those same mistakes and think of myself, oh, just because I'm on the elites, like people should just pay be throwing. Yeah. yeah. So my 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 goal personally is to take the opportunity for the guys that have the, the companies that have supported me up to this point, all of them, not just the bass tank, and go do something with it next year for them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, we're gonna Bradley and I talked a lot about we're gonna invest a lot more in you know our social media stuff, our our YouTube stuff, you know, videographer with us, editor with us, things of that nature, uh, and those are for the benefit of the sponsors. They're not for the benefit of us. Our brand increases it benefits the sponsors um but you know man let's see if we can get a classic qualification this first year that's my goal i'd love to qualify for the classic first year in the elites and um you know be on that big stage in mm-hmm. 2020 both you and brad need to it blows my mind that hallman's never made a, a cup or a classic like he's been the first man out like in both of them like three or four times like he, i just assume that he's been to both of those but he hasn't so i think both of you guys have very good shot in 2023 of being in the 2024 classic yeah that would be awesome it's i i'm i can't tell people how excited i am to get a front row seat <laughs> and watch brad qualify because I mean, I was just an Oklahoma kid watching the Bassmasters, rooting for every Okie that was on there. And, you know, back in the day, yeah, Brad was, you know, Brad was one of them. And so, you know, you're always rooting for him. And then, you know, he went and and, uh, did what he did as far as uh, needing to spend some time at home and go back to the FLW and win a couple events. And then getting to know Brad over the years and getting closer with him, you you just, you root for him. And and then to to have the opportunity to literally have the front row seat to it, uh, it's pretty awesome couple questions about the mpfl and i think they're valid because if you look at the qualifiers for the Bassmaster elite series you have uh brian smith you have yourself you have david gasson you have some of the faces of the npfl since that inaugural season a couple years ago that are now moving on and i would assume that that obviously you can't fish the elite series and the mpfl but uh I mean, is what are your thoughts on that? Is that a positive for the MPFL? Is the MPFL going to struggle to find new faces? Is it a testament to, hey, here's a, a league that allowed these three guys that are now in the top 104 on the Elite Series? 
just kind of your thoughts about the MPFL because that's kind of what launched you, man. Yeah, I don't think I'd be in the elites without the MPFL. So when I signed up for the MPFL, it was really just kind of at the point where I was doing a lot of the crappie fishing, so I wasn't bass fishing for a year and a half. And and that was for the bass tank to help with, you know, the business on the, on the side of that. And I, I really, did, I had pretty much accomplished everything locally and regionally that you, you can. I mean, I didn't, hadn't won All-America or anything like that, but I'd been, you know, Bass Nation Angler of the Year a few times, been to the National Championships a couple times, been to the Forest Wood Cup through the coasts. I won BFL Angler of the Year my first year trying. So, like, I did all those things, and I, and I felt like I was ready for the next level. But you really don't know until, you know, you put the cards on the table, right? So mm-hmm. going into the NPFL, I really didn't have any expectations of doing as well as I did. And uh, it did help, man. It helped build my confidence. It helped 100% build the brand and let people know nationally who I was and, you know, what I can do as far as on the water. And so if without the risk that the NPF owners have taken to build that uh, platform, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have tried to push my way to the elites. I don't think I would have had the confidence even really to, to decide to sign up for all nine opens. I, I definitely, I wouldn't have had the, the Yamaha exemption that I got, you know, Yamaha gave me the exemption to get into the opens. Uh, and that was, you know, based on the performances that, that the, the platform of the NPFL gave. So that is the testament to the NPFL. I don't think they're ever trying to, uh, think that they can, uh, outshine the Bassmaster classic. I think they, want to be their own platform in their own right and that there is a lot of individual fishermen out there some with the financials and some without the financials but there's a lot more that don't have the financials to be able to do it but there's a lot of fishermen out there like me that if given the right opportunity they could they they could succeed in this fishing world and that's what the npfl has done for you know bryant myself david gaston and really really even others now keith carson he fished the classic yeah. before he even signed up for the yeah he had already qualified so he's yeah he's on the invitational side it's a it's a really cool list of guys who did who who have fished that mpfl and i think they're uh, you'd be able to speak to them i mean you're a sponsor of the mpfl you've won two of them you fish it for two years you just had a testament to that but i think they're in a really tricky spot right now especially with the eqs with what's going on over at the invitationals uh, and I, and, and, you know, they went up with their entry fees to, to 6,000, but they're doing like more payout. They're working towards a bigger, uh, and, and actually bringing in like a championship event. I think it's a very, very critical next two, three months for the NPFL. Uh, and I think this is an opportunity for them to either become established, like really established or teeter the other way it'll be interesting to see what happens as as far as the movement i kind of talked with jeffries about that in the first segment if there's 175 guys that are committed to the open does that mean there's less guys fishing mpfl does that mean there's less guys fishing the mlf invitationals where are these 175 guys coming from and is everything going to be full or is there going to be a little give and take between kind of those three leagues yeah you know uh I think the opens are getting the nod on that. They're getting the love on that for sure. And I think that they, you know, Ronnie and them, I saw a lot of the interviews, they're getting a lot of flack with their, some of their decisions. I know Ronnie doesn't make all the decisions, but you know what I mean? He was, he was kind of the face of some of the podcasts. And I mean, it's proven out 175 anglers. They were dead right in their evaluations. I mean, for, so 
But I think also this plays out over a couple year time period. You know, some of those guys are going to get burned out, and the MPFL is an opportunity for somebody to fish at a professional mm-hmm. level. When you can win two hundred thousand dollars in in a, in, a, in a year over there, um, I got r- pretty close to it my first year. You know, and I think uh, 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 Taylor's gotten pretty close, if not hit that point. You know, so I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about in one year. He's I mean, won three. Oh yeah, but in the yeah, two he's years, three, he has. Right? yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about 200,001 fishing year. You yeah. Know, like I, no. I, I was over 160 or something last year. So, like, it's it's very possible to make good money over there. And and not only that, but they did raise their entries, uh, but they they also incorporated a, a $100,000 championship, uh, no entry fee championship. 100000 to the winner, it pays down, I think, 25 places. So, originally, I think they were going to only have the top 25, but they may have opened that up to the top 40. I, I, don't, I don't really know exactly um, – how that's gonna mm-hmm. where, or where or anything like that, but that is that is what they're trying to do is is build that championship into the NPFL. Uh, while we're just on the different circuits, I did mention, I, dude, I think you and Brad, Brad's come close to winning it. I think you guys need to head to the desert in October and fish that U.S. Open. That would be a that would be an awesome little feather in one of your caps. Get a U.S. Open yeah. dub in I, October. I, Cause you're, are you fishing any opens this year, or are you just doing straight elite series? Straight elites. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what Brad's yeah. doing too. Yeah, we've kind of talked about te- doing some team tournaments, like jackpotting a few little team tournaments if it pops up or anything like that. Uh, but I think both of us have the same mentality that you know the opportunity to qualify for the elites is one thing, but then we've seen a lot of guys that we're friends with, you know, not be able to hang in there, and I I don't want to at year three not qualify for the, the third year. So you get the two years, you know what right. I mean? For, for yeah. free, I guess. So and you just stay in the top 75 or something and you're good. Like that's all you got to worry about. Right. But if I weren't to do that, because I, I allow myself to get distracted because I'm pretty good at that in life, like putting way too much on my plate yeah. and it bites you, dude. Like people don't understand when you're as busy and you do as much as they just don't understand unless you're there to see it. You just don't understand, you know? So like it, if I weren't to qualify because I was, believe me, if there wasn't a conflict with the NPFL, I would be fishing the NPFL next I, year. Yeah, I know. And, and, and that's because of my love for those guys and what they've done for me. And because of the enjoyment of the NPFL, it's the most fun league that I've ever fished. Uh, and so it's probably a good thing that there's conflicts <laughs> so that I can just turn around focus on the elites and, and, and do my best there. And I've got a lot to learn too, man. A lot to grow. These guys are, uh, I know they're going to put a licking on me. Some they're going to, they're going to send me home, you know, my tail between my legs a little bit at times, but I, I think we all need that to become better English. And that's, that's yeah, really what it's all about. For me. Them. I, I do. Yeah. I think you're going to surprise them with some stuff. You do stuff differently, man. Like you do stuff so unique. And a lot of those guys do stuff unique too, and that's how they become the best in the world. They're not just copycats. I mean, if you're a copycat and you're doing stuff that someone else does, it's like how many times are the great athletes when you compare them to another athlete? They're like, dude, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm trying to be me, right? But you do stuff that's unique enough, and there's 10 live cameras, and with 100, you've got 10% of the field. You're going to do some stuff this year. Like, I promise you, I've had this conversation with multiple Elite Series guys. I said, he's going to do some stuff this year that make you guys go holy cow like did not even know that was a freaking option like that you will do that because you've done it the just in the 
eight or nine tournaments that I've roomed with you, and I know Brad has, and Brad, you know how Brad is. He's like, yeah, dude, he's a different cat, man. Like, you can't try to be like him. You got to let him do his thing and take the bits and pieces. You'll do some stuff that'll turn some heads, I think. I would not not surprise me for you to jump out of the gates like really hot, especially because for some odd reason, you apparently to be like a czar in Florida. Even though you've like never <laughs> been down there and fish, you just like love Florida. I have no idea why, but it doesn't matter whether it's shallow offshore, forward-facing sonar, whatever. Like It just seems to fit you, and that's a quarter of the season to kick things off. Yeah, kind of. There it is. Uh, I think Florida suits me because I grew up belly boat fishing. We didn't, I mean, that's all I did was fish, fish, fish when I was a kid. That's it. So pond fishing, belly boat fishing, and Florida is just like a gigantic pond. I mean, it's got, <laughs> it's just all it is. So I look at it like a gigantic pond. I don't know. I've been able to read the fish there pretty well. And, and I like, and I like grass fishing. Now I will say this, Matt, one of my weaknesses not that I can't catch fish around it, but I don't feel just overly confident, is hydrilla. I'm not the best hydrilla fisherman in the world. I've caught some fish around it, don't get me wrong, but like some guys, they see hydrilla and they're like, that's it, they've eliminated the whole world, they're going to just settle in the hydrilla and they're going to figure yeah, out how to make Yeah, like Todd bite. Faircloth or something like that. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. Uh, well, pretty much everybody. Team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Outside but me, of the Ozarks. But for me, one of my, one of my things that I've done in Florida is I get away from the hydrilla. I go find where the hydrilla is not at because I do. I feel like there's a population of fish everywhere in Florida. It's pretty crazy the high population of fish, and I just I can I feel like uh, that Kissimmee grass stuff. It reminds me a whole lot of fishing fishing lake, man. Just just water willow. It's just tall water willow. That's all I feel like it is. So, except it's yeah. harder. To, as I found out, it's harder to get them out once they get in there. <laughs> Yeah, you, you got to target bigger ones. The bigger yeah. ones come out easier. Uh, you do have to, if, if Mercer calls it a hydrilla gorilla, you, you are going to have to correct him on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, actually, a, Dave, that was, that was a Kissimmee grass giant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. uh, we've kind of mentioned uh, the business side, the business stuff. You do have a lot of stuff going on over at the Bass Tank. I want to take our uh, second break of the show. When we come back, we'll talk about what's going on uh, in Oklahoma, in the Bass Tank, what you have going on, especially coming up. Uh, I also want to get your tank take tank. tank. <laughs> Bass I'll, tank. I'll give you my I want to get your take on what's going on in the industry. Like we had a lot of people with uh with uh COVID checks and stuff would be like, heck yeah, there's the new graph, I think. They dialed you up. Now we're kind of getting back maybe to a little bit more normalcy. Um I want to get your take on that as a business owner, what you see coming up, and then some of the stuff that uh BTL listeners uh can take advantage of during the off-season to make sure they are dialed and ready to go heading into next year. Sound good? Yep. All right, we'll be back. BTL on a Tuesday, last show before Thanksgiving. Surprise guest appearance by Mark Jeffries, Elite Series Pro, John Sokup in studio. I'm enjoying it. We'll be back right after this. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting BeatdownOutdoors.com. 
The new Android series is the peak of the Denali lineup and offers the ultimate Denali experience. The Android series features 36-ton multi-directional graphite combined with interlock blank technology for added strength. Each rod is outfitted with royal titanium guides that will not fail. The blank is fitted into an easy-touch, soft-feel EVA foam grip with exposed blank reel seat. This all allows the Android to transmit every movement of your bait and even the most subtle bites. The Android series is the finest rod Denali has ever made and offers an angler the ultimate fishing experience with a limited lifetime warranty. See the full lineup of Android rods at DenaliRods.com. Vibrating jigs are a great choice for any time of year, and the Kamikaze Swim On is a perfect match for any vibrating jig. Two sizes and the unique tail design gives it a bait fish profile and a great swimming action for realism. There are 17 colors. See them all at BigBiteBaits.com. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years, and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat, so you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro is coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out white look, but it's got this pearlescent, really, really pretty. We've got Copper Shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the matte sexy shad just a really different looking color for a crankbait so you want to give them a little different look that matte sexy shad is definitely the one to go with all these colors are available in the original little john and the md combining one of the most popular hook styles with gamakatsu's beefier superline offering the gamakatsu superline offset round bend delivers the strength necessary to target big fish in heavy cover. Well suited for braided line and heavier fluorocarbon, the Gamakatsu Superline Offset Round Bed is built using stronger Superline wire that allows anglers to easily fish a finesse worm around heavy cover. The Round Bend offers a larger bite area, perfect for any worm presentation, while increasing your hookup ratios. The newly enhanced Z-Bend holds your plastics on the hook longer, reducing the number of pull-offs and reducing damage to plastics. Available in 2-aught, 3-aught, 4-aught, and 5-aught, this is the most durable worm hook designed for heavier lines that hold your bait on longer. Preparation is key to success. And that preparation starts well before you ever hit the water. You're only as strong as your connection to the fish, and your line is that critical connection. Confidence in your line every minute, every day on the water, is a necessity, and failure, it's not an option. Sunline makes the fluorocarbon, nylon, and braided lines to give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. All right, welcome back, BTL, on a Tuesday couple things first of all i'm just curious uh do you do what do you do for thanksgiving do you do like the traditional thanksgiving or do you get like the how does that work with your family like do you do the Bro. turkey and stuffing and all that stuff or are you doing like tortillas like is there some different no it's it's a little bit of a blend it's more traditional than you think but we've always got salsa and tortillas always because I was wondering that, because you've regaled us over the years with some of the yeah. some of the good, uh, uh, Mex like authentic Mexican food stories when you first started dating your wife. Some of the 
yeah. like how much you loved her of some of the things that you had to eat that yeah. was authentic like authentic we're not talking like like <laughs> tex-mex here we're talking like yeah. real <laughs> real yeah. mexican food. Yeah. i became a man with with salsa <laughs> learning how to eat salsa made me a man <laughs> uh the second thing that yeah. that came up uh, and it kind of ties everything together. I was running those ads where it talked about failure is not an option with the sunline and then the different hooks and all that is. And then I was combining it with I was watching all of the press conferences uh, from Brett Venables and Gundy and all the coordinators because Brad's got me way too deep into this college football thing now. And I guess that's <laughs> just who I am. But one of the things that uh, that uh, Venables kept talking about, head, new head coach of OU, is the process and taking care of the details and doing things right every day to take care of the details and eventually that will show up on game day it might not show up this week it might not show up the next right week but doing things the right way when no one's looking and taking all those little itty bitty things as far as like blocking and edge and all this stuff then hands positioning that no one else notices and fully buying in and being committed to the process to be as prepared as you can when you take the field and it occurred to me uh that you do that in fishing and it showed up. And when I was talking about you being super serious, like the days where you clean out all your rods and reels and instead of going, man, if I get all this crap out, it's going to be seven hours. You know that the right thing to do is to get all that out and to spend the seven hours and to go through each one with a fine tooth comb. And maybe, you know, I'm committed to it, but maybe that's where I need to take a cue too, because it might not show up that day, but over the course of the year, that could be two or three less lost fish. That could be an additional fish because you had an extra 10 rods rig. That could be a fish that you don't break off because you don't have a nick in your line because instead of going in, you stayed out till 10 and spooled that extra rod. I feel like you are really good about biting the bullet and doing all those little things that take time and keep you out in the boat until 10 or 11 at night, but you are dialed 100% prepared and you have taken care of everything that you can. Yeah, I think that mentally for me, if I don't do that um, and I don't get on them right away with the one or two rods that I have rigged up ready to go, I will stay with the one or two rods that I have rigged up. And it's weird. I don't, if I'm un, uh, if I'm mentally unattached to my tools in the boat, I don't, I don't use them. I don't, in practice, I might stop and re-spool line and stuff like that, but I find myself in the tournament to not do that. So I really try to have as many and all the options I can think of uh, in the boat, ready to go. Uh, the, the, the main lures that I think I may use, there's there, I got a special place for those. They're pulled out from the rest. Uh, but also uh, I think that one of the things you're referring to, like on Sam Rayburn is, you know, going into the first day of Sam Rayburn, which was the last event for the Open, I I had heard all these Doc Talk rumors, and that's one of the things I gotta say. In the last two years, the mis- biggest misnomer I've, I've seen is Doc Talk is just fake, man. <laughs> Doc Talk <laughs> is the worst thing to pay attention to. Everybody's always catching twenty five pounds. You're over here scratching your head because all you can catch is fifteen, and then you end up winning the tournament. And you're like, well, actually, my fifteen pounds was better than their twenty five because mine was real. I knew how to read. You know, I knew how to read catch those fish and they can't recatch their 25 pounds and so you know learning which fish are lying to you which ones are telling the truth and and going into that first day at sam rayburn i really didn't know what to believe and because i'd kind of lost my mental edge and and i and i went and did what i knew to do and caught oh did okay but i saw glimpses during day one that was could be amazing uh, i didn't put it together but i saw it 
And then when I came in and, and, I, and I saw where I was at in the standings and it was just like all the relief was, I was like, oh, dude, I know exactly what I need to do to make this thing happen. All like the peace came over me. Like I knew like there's no stress now. I know what to do. So what you saw me doing was going through literally I had 30 rods in the boat, pulling them all out and calling and saying, there's no chance I'm doing this. There's no chance I'm doing this. There's no chance I'm doing this and eliminating a lot of stuff. So that in the side of my boat was a lot more simple. I was really tuned in what I knew I needed to do. I had a couple fail safe options, but that's all I needed. I needed a couple options, not 30 options for that, that final day. I got you. How about this transition? Somewhere where you have more than 30 options would be the bass tank, where you have every <laughs> option necessary and possible in marine electronics and installation. So, I mean, dude, this thing is, we we talk about it, but I don't know if we really talk about it. The bass tank, like, yeah. blew up, man. Like, absolutely blew up. I was just talking with, with uh, Brad, and I was like, I just remember when he was trying to come up with the name for the bass tank. I remember my initial gut reaction I was like, ah, they're going to think he's a hog trough guy at like outdoor <laughs> show. Dude, everyone knows what the bass tank is. It's, it's crazy how big that's gotten. And it's like gone like this. Like if you were to do like a graph of your fishing career in the bass tank, they would be like so crazy. Yeah, they'd be tied together. Aren't but they? you've got both 100%. that are that are humming. So what do we got going on at the bass tank uh, over? Is this your big time of the year right now? I mean, is this crunch time where a lot of the stuff happens? Yeah, so typically, and, I, and you know, listen, I've got a four-year timeline to be able to go off of, but I know someone like, you know, the Bowser Group and stuff, they've got 30 years worth of, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, and they can tie it into the the economy and all that and i'm just now learning some of that part this is my first retail company to have actually do retail sales so uh typically about this time of year it is the slowest that it's ever been for the year and then literally black friday kicks it off and it just goes nuts and i, and I guess that's just the way that that we are built uh as as c consumers is to kick off so yeah our black friday sales kick off and then typically the shop starts getting full from now through, you know, through April, really. Uh, but February is kind of usually the peak, the peak of everything. So uh, the Black Friday sales are extremely important to us. We've got like all of, so all of our original products are 25% off. Um, that's, wait, from, that's the Bass Tank products? Yeah, yeah. So like, hold I've got on, some of them right hold here. Hold on. I got some right here. I got, I got the right website here. pulled up. All this stuff? There we go. Yeah. All that stuff is going to be 25% off. Yeah, or even more. Okay. Some of them are even more, or even more off. So, even the screen like, cleaner that I've that I've fallen in love with. The screen cleaner is by far the best screen cleaner anybody's ever used. I promise you. You have to, you have to also know that it's paired with a, an amazing microfiber rag that we went through like twenty different rags to find out which one worked best with our particular product. It smells amazing. We've got some funny ads that are going to come out this mm -hmm. next year with that thing. You got right there next to it. You got the A rig holster. Uh, anybody that's doing a rig this winter want to go after those ten pounders a rig that right there keeps your keeps your a rig clipped to your rod and you can have ten a rigs inside your rod box and they won't tangle with each uh, other. Okay, I gotta awesome. tell you this. So remember, you gave me five of them to give away on the show. Yeah, I use all five of those. <laughs> <laughs> like i was like if i'm gonna talk about these i need to put them on and then i went to ted killer last year and went holy cow these things are freaking awesome 
And then yeah. I just never did the giveaways, full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got them uh, in my rod box right now. It, it, it is for anybody that's an A-rig fisherman, they really need at least one. It's a stocking stuffer. You can buy it for your buddies. You know, if you're a co-angler and you're going to be throwing an A-rig at all at any point, I mean, oh, that 100%. thing right there. Team tournaments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, team tournaments. Yeah, I mean, it. it is the deal for A-rigs. All so right. uh, we've got we got our power harness. You know that is probably the biggest thing that uh, power supply is probably the biggest concern that anybody needs to have with all this money that they're investing in electronics. It's the reason the bass tank was uh, founded was because of power supply issues, and so we got a single and a double harness. So if you're running one, just like if you want an independent line ran, like you want to add active target or live scope to the front of your boat, you can you can run that. If you want to re rig your entire boat and run it to both console and the front. That's what the double harness is for. Any installs that are done at the bass tank from the beginning, from the inception of the bass tank, we've used our own personal uh, custom harness that we build. But now we've been able to get it to where we can bring it to retail and sell them retail. So whether someone's installing with us, installing at home, or they've got another installer, uh, that harness is is gonna it's it's an integral part of keeping that that power supply clean. Hey, this is underrated, and I always get strips of this when I come in to do installs or to, to have a graph or something, and that you guys always throw, be like, hey, here's a couple strips of the uh, Velcro, like yeah. high-end Velcro. Yeah. That yeah. needs to be in everybody's uh, box, just a roll of that stuff, because it will keep your transducer from getting cut, anything that comes loose, any wires, any, I mean, it's it's just handy. Yeah, we've used it for all sorts, all sorts of things. But the original part is 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 that we didn't want to have you know our deucer wires pinched, and so we came up with using Velcro uh, to keep that from happening, and it's and it's worked. You have the active target guardians, the soft foot trolling motor cushions, all sorts of clothing. So all this bass tank, you can just go to thebasstank dot com and then under the brands hit the bass tank. And check that out. Yeah, the Guardian is probably one. Of, the Guardian is probably one of the coolest original products that we have. Uh, originally, when it when Live Scope first came out, before even Active Target, but they, they got the same uh, same issue. The the lenses on the front would get scratched, and you couldn't get a replacement deucer. And so people were like, "What is wrong with my deucer?" Well, they had scratched their lens, and so uh, it's it's basically made for when you're towing uh, to protect it from any kind of chips. But you can leave it on any time, like even if you're going to get in the willows and fish. Uh, you're not going to use it to fish with your forward shooting sonar, but you're using it to protect uh, those those front lenses and screens. And it's we've got it on sale now. Uh, that twenty four ninety five price is is the sale price, and uh, it's a lifetime warranty on that too. So, yeah, but our, just... our our probably our biggest deal uh, right now. We do have some Lawrence products uh, that we have discounted, but probably our biggest uh, deal is the one hundred six SV, the Garmin for nine ninety nine. And that okay. comes with a GT54 transducer, so it's got side-down imaging, and it can run live scopes. So you literally can have a, a 10-inch screen for under $1,000. Nice. And those will run through, like, when do they run? What's the, I mean, how long do people have? Uh, you know, listen, it's going to be a first-come, first-served situation, but we have we have plenty in stock. Okay. You still have the how many bays do you have now for installs and all that? Oh, we've got two. We just have the two main bays. Because uh, every time I come, you're adding something on. 
yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, we were working on top on top of each other's lap for a long time there. I mean, yeah. we had we had one office room with let's see four people in like a office room about the size of where you're at, and so uh, we finally got some office space, uh, and then uh, we're working on cleaning out our retail uh, space a little bit better, so we can actually have kind of a better showroom. You know, the bass tank spawned out of my flooring company's warehouse. So it was a tile warehouse. It was and... kind of a nightmare for a while there. It was like this weird <laughs> yeah. deal of like tile and all these weird machines that I didn't know. And then there'd just be like a box of grass. <laughs> yeah. Now I mean, it's dialed. Not... It's so clean now. It's so crisp. Like you walk in yeah. and it's like, holy cow, this is cool. Yeah. Not, But yeah. it's not like open to the public. Like you have to have an appointment to go in. That's your goal eventually is... is I mean, how soon is that to where you will actually have a storefront that if you're driving through that the that kind of Tulsa area, you could stop in and, and pick up a hoodie or pick up a... Well, you can stop in now, but as far as having a having a re- real retail space mm-hmm. or uh, really showroom for that kind of stuff, probably going to have to be through this spring, you know, get through this 2023, see how this economic stuff affects, you know, sales and all that uh, before we can reinvest more time and money into something of that nature. Clay Clay wants to do like a swap shop. He wants to he wants you to sell used equipment and you should do trade-ins and sell used stuff cuz you just don't have enough on your plate already over there. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the issues that we ran into with that and, and the conceptual part of that that is that we really like to put our name behind products. Yep. And even when we sell new products of of certain vendors and they have issues it the consumer always comes back and we get the blame. And so that's something that like, if we can't fully stand behind it, uh, that's, that's a tough one. It's also kind of cool how it's worked out and this is not, so this actually worked out like in reverse, like uh, you guys do a lot of, of, uh, of pro guides. Like that's one of your yeah. main batteries there, both the lithiums and all of the different uh, pro guides and then uh recently also uh we had the guys from beatdown in studio blake uh from beatdown was in talking about it and you have all the beatdown stuff too yeah i think we've you know we've been on the forefront of a lot of those relationships and 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 helped even in some in some ways helped in some of the uh i mean that telescoping uh uh, mount of, of beatdowns comes from the crappie world. That's where it came from. Is lifting that screen up higher and doing the long rod thing that you and I have done what four mm-hmm. years ago. And so well, you did uh, it and taught it to me. I'm not going to claim that I was like a pioneer <laughs> in that. You did it, and then I was like, "Holy cow, this is cool!" And then I looked like a monkey humping a football for a year, and now I'm proficient <laughs> at it. Yeah, and and so uh, it's it's been really easy to get behind and push people's products like beatdown who. I mean, they are the strongest mounts out there. They they work the best. They're one of the best companies to work with. Um, they have pole mounts too. A lot of guys, uh, you know, want want it not mounted on their trolling motor, mm-hmm. so they want a separate pole. So they got those. They got breakaway pole mounts. There's there's a lot of things that they have, and you can find those on the on the Bass Tank website as well. Okay, I saw this on here. I've dabbled in this in the past. It just never came to fruition. I want to get your, this is, I'm springing this on you. All right. The aqua view stuff, John, you guys have a full lineup of there, not sponsored by them. No affiliation. It's cool. You can like run it on your Lurance though. I think you can like wire it so that the view comes through. Can't you? Yeah, you can. You can't. Okay. Why is that not taken off more? 
Is it taken off? Uh, like, do you do a lot of Aquaview stuff? I know up north it's big and the guys don't talk about it, but you know, there's been so much of this forward facing sonar stuff. Well, here's a freaking high quality, high def camera that you could literally look down and see the dang fish. And guys are like winning tournaments on the St. Lawrence and up north in Clearwater Fisheries. And they're like, yeah, I dropped the camera down. I saw the school of fish and I didn't even fish. And no one's bitching about that. It's a yeah, like an actual camera where you're looking at them. Why is this not taking off well, in this neck, ta- redneckville it, it, south type of deal? It was taken off up north until the fort shooting sonar kind of over overtook it. But also COVID got in the way. They weren't uh, Aquaview wasn't able to produce as many uh, as much product. So I think that slowed down. Now, I don't know where okay. they're at right now as far as availability. But for for a while there, they weren't that available. I think that you you know you need clear water, you know, it's not going to be something that you're going to be able to use on when Grand's green, and that you know that 18 inch visibility. It's not really going to be something you can use it, but you're going to have to get really close to the fish. But like a 10 killer when it's clean, you know, a Texoma when it's clean. I think I think that's some of the biggest drawbacks or holdbacks to our region picking it up. We're up north. I mean, dude. It's scary clear up there. You know, I was in 15 foot of water and I could like read a beer can on the bottom. And that's just everywhere up north, you know. All right. What else we got? Uh, Bass tank. Why is it true that you're auctioning off uh, Zeke Anderson to come to your Christmas party and tell jokes for the highest bidder? (laughs) You know what's what's funny about that is this is a true story. Zeke's dad, Zeke was raised on a reindeer farm. Zeke's no. dad had a rain, reindeer. Yes, is Zeke in the right. office? Not in my office. He's next door, but uh, he also had alligators. So, like, when we were a junior in high school, we went to Lake Fork, and Zeke hooks into this, like, 12-foot gator, and we're in a John boat with trolling motors, and he's pulling the tail of the gator, and the gator's mouth's, like, wide open, and we're all screaming Wait, at him. Zeke was raised out. on a reindeer farm. With gators, with alligators. Okay, too. well, he is our December... He, yeah, he'll be his, on BTL in December then. And his dad would dress up as Santa Claus, and he would go to schools and different events, and they'd bring the reindeer. And then they got paid to do it. And I think Zeke was – I'm going to call him one of the elves, but I really don't know what he did for his dad. But his dad, growing up in Tulsa, that's what uh, that's what he did, kind of a side gig. There's a lot of – my dad and his dad were very unique in that they loved different exotic animals, and they were always in different animals. And so his dad's a lot, George is a lot like my father in that way. It's pretty funny. Yep. Speaking of which, uh, he still has, he is, he still has a Santa suit. I guarantee you, I could get Zeke on BTL with a Santa suit, the Santa suit from his dad. I just want to know about the reindeer. I'm trying to find the deal. Did you see that guy who caught like a 60 pound goldfish? Well, first of all, there is no 60 pound goldfish. It was probably a koi and it was, and it was colored red and people call it a goldfish. And it actually, Koi is just a colored carp is all it is. It's a genetically colored carp. Uh, well, this is in the New York Post, and the New York Post is always true. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'm, I'm pulling it up. No one is it if it is a goldfish or not. Yeah, not a goldfish. That's a koi. That's a colored that's carp. A, a 67-pound koi. Yeah. Look at that thing. 67.4. Yep. I knew you, yeah. I, that's why I knew you would bring when you brought up your dad. Like yeah. that was, so that's, that's what we jam. bred. Yeah. We had a fish farm, a koi farm. We, we bred and raised koi when I was a kid. So yeah, I've, I've hand, hand bred fish that big before. Not, 
quite that fat. Hey, do they have personalities, the koi? Like, are they, like, can you actually have a pet fish? (laughs) I know because they're super expensive and they're like hand-fed and all that. They they do have personalities. Uh, Part of, so that's Japanese culture. Koi are 100% Japanese culture. So, you know, a part of the value of some of these koi are how they swim, how they float, their body shape, their body language, all sorts of things that goes into which ones to choose to breed. But we would have different koi that would, you know, be more aggressive, would be always the first ones up to eat or the ones that was always all by himself. And so like that, you know, but you have to stare at them for a long time to start seeing that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I think bass yeah. are like that too. I think you have some where they're true. down there and they're like, oh, there goes Jim. He's always the first to eat it. Yeah. He's been hooked 10 times already. <laughs> 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 he likes to go to that UFO. Okay. I, I think so. And I mean, I've always been the same, you know, I was doing all the Bass Nation stuff for the youth, uh, the youth kid stuff that I did. And I, I made a statement. I've stayed, made a statement. I stick with it. A lot of times in fishing, it's not who finds the most fish. It's who finds the most catchable fish. And a lot of times the most catchable fish aren't the ones that are in the biggest groups of fish um, for various different reasons. We can go down all that, that tunnel, but you're right. I, I, not all the fish are doing the same thing all the same time, and not all fish respond to the same thing at the same time. So that's a discussion for another day, John. It is. It's a good one, though. We got anything else? Or before we wrap this up, I'll let you get back to the office and then uh, take care of the Thanksgiving festivities. When was the last time you just went out and fun fish for crappie? It's been mm. a minute, hasn't it? It's been too long. Yep. My wife is we've got a refrigerator in the garage designated or freezer, I mean, designated to crappie, and it doesn't have any in it right now. And she's been on me. Time to get the freezer full. Oh, you're crappie. out of you're out of crappie fillets. John Sokup is out of crappie fillets. Yep. Yep. I still the probably the two most deflating times over the last two years that I've been on the water is when we're on the on a crappie fishery at the same time. And you go to an area that I just went through. And you said, hey, did you catch any of these fish on the bottom? And I said, what fish on the bottom? You said, all these big crappie that are right here. And I'm like, I didn't see any crappie right there. And you're like, yeah, right here. Whack, 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 whack. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You're on a different level. So Yeah, I need to get back. Uh, I need to relax, take that big Denali, that bass tank, the crappie tank rod out there and go boat flip some two-pound crappie. It's fun. I did it. I, I've done it a couple times. Not nearly as much as I need to. Maybe in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we can jump on the water, no cameras, and just go catch some big crappie. Although we do need to do it in separate boats because it is no fun live scoping. <laughs> With you, you just like Argh. take over yep. the scope. You get dialed in. But that's also why you're one of 104 on the 2023 Bassmaster Elite Series. Hey, we got through a show and we didn't have. You didn't have to answer a single question about forward-facing clarity or transducers. <laughs> that was intentional, John. That's my Christmas gift, my Thanksgiving gift to you. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Thanks, dude. Thank you. See ya. That was John Sokup. Like I said, if you missed the beginning of the show, Mark Jeffries live in studio. Everybody, have a fantastic Thanksgiving. We will be back next Monday. With a full week of shows, this has been another edition of BTL. See ya.